Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How to generate demand regardless of the market. Call Joshua Stern of Keller Williams. Online at SternSellsHomes.com. Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. He's back on the radio and ready to go. And wearing brute? Is that is that brute underarm deodorant? Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for Rod today is Chunga, Jimmy Chunga. And what a great day it is. Big news day. Huge news day here at Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know we're spending the entire show, the entire show, discussing the John Hickamooper campaign. <laughs> I'm so lying to you right now. Nobody cares. Nobody cares to use it. Nobody cares he's out. That's quite all right with me. But, you know, in all honesty, we do have a, a very, very cool show today. Uh, here's what we're talking about. In the 6 o'clock hour, I'm hoping you choose to stick around. This is a little bit later on in the show. We have tried, and by we, I don't mean me, but I mean Rod and E-Ray have tried over and over and over to get uh, a couple of protesters on the show from Civil Riot. Who is Civil Riot? Well, Civil Riot is the group, or a group, or one of the groups that is protesting the Inland Ports. Yeah, the Inland Ports is a very controversial issue. If you don't know about the Inland Ports, it's okay. It's not something that you need to be versed on in order to understand what's going on uh, in the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to help you. I'm, I'm going to help you walk through the morass that is the Inland Port controversy. We'll talk about that coming up. The, the, the short version is this. Really simple version is this. There's an area. It's about 20,000 acres. Big area. And what the state of Utah is going to do, and trust me, they are going to do it. It's it's already been signed in by Governor Gary Herbert. They're going to build what is an inland port. It's it's exactly like shipping ports that you see when when you go on a carnival cruise or when you go to the beach or whatever. You see this. It's hard to explain when you're a landlocked state, right? But it's a massive 20,000-acre port, and what it does is it relieves pressure from the, the shipping industries, and it is going to bring lots and lots and lots buckets. I dare say, as my grandma would say, oodles of money into the state of Utah. However, it is very controversial. A lot of people are angry, mainly environmentalists. Environmentalists are very upset about this. There are a lot of people in Rose Park that are upset about this because it is so close. And if people in Rose Park, I, honestly, that's one of the only good arguments that I've heard is like people are like, why is it always us? Like Rose Park, why do we always get the shaft in Rose Park? Frankly, I can understand that, but it's going to be out by where the new prison is being built. Massive 20,000 acre parcel of land turned into the Utah Inland Port. There's a couple of these around the country, and, and as I understand it, there are going to be more of them built in the state of Utah. So coming up at 6 o'clock, we're going to talk to Michelle McKee. 
Michelle McKee is a spokesperson for Civil Riot. She's coming in. If she's not coming in, she's going to be on the phone. She's going to be on the phone. And we're going to talk to her. And I, I know what you're thinking. I legitimately want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear what their plan is. Because right now all they're doing is just melting everything down. They're making it impossible to hold meetings. Everybody's getting arrested. People are mad. Everybody's, they're creating chaos. And I want to know what purpose is behind the chaos. There's got to be something. You can't, you can't be a dog chasing your tail over and over and over. You're going to catch it at some point. What are you going to do when that happens? That's what I'm going to ask Michelle McKee. Also in the five o'clock hour, Michael Hammond is going to be back on the show. Michael Hammond, you may remember, I think he was on last week with Rod. He is uh, he is uh, the uh, is he the president? He's not the president, is he? He's a he's a representative from the leg- yeah Legislative Council of Gun Owners Legislative Council Gun Owners of America is what they're 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 a more I guess depending on who you talk to anyway they are a more right wing version of the NRA. They're a more bold and vocal group of gun owners than the NRA, if you can imagine that. So we're going to talk to Michael Hammond in the five o'clock hour, and we're talking about uh, Trump losing support from gun owners over everything that he's been talking about. Four o'clock hour, let's get started, shall we? We're really excited. We're going to be talking in just a couple of minutes from now. We're going to be talking to uh, Mark Krikorian, who is the, the executive director for the Center for Immigration Studies. There's a new rule that was that uh, was signed in. It's not active yet. It, it was signed in on Monday. And E-Ray and I have had this on the table to do for the past couple of days. And then with the, the, the shooting yesterday and everything, we've had, to, we've had to keep kicking it back. But this is something that is... Well, I don't know. I'm interested to see where you stand on this. What this is, this rule takes effect on October 15th, and it rejects green card applicants who are trying to get into the United States based on whether or not they can be a public charge. The, the, the term is public charge. And really what that comes down to is, are you going to come into the country and can you take care of yourself? Can you provide for yourself? And if you can't, then you don't get in. That's that's the first part of the rule. There's a couple of parts to it. Liberals are mad. Liberals are really mad, of course. That should be a surprise to no one that the liberals are mad. Any sort of any sort of uh, control of that southern border, they they don't want. Of, of course they they forget about this statement from Chuck Schumer a couple of years ago. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York. We must create a system that converts the current flow of primarily low-skilled illegal immigrants into the United States into a more manageable and controlled flow of legal immigrants who can be absorbed by our economy. Let me elaborate. Yes, Chuck. The first of these seven principles is that illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. Until the American people are convinced that we will stop future flows of illegal immigration, we will make no progress on dealing with the millions of illegal immigrants who are here now and on rationalizing our system of legal immigration. That's plain and simple and unavoidable. When we use phrases like undocumented workers, 
We convey a message to the American people that their government is not serious about combating illegal immigration, which the American people overwhelmingly oppose. If you don't think it's illegal, you're not going to say it. I think it is illegal and wrong, and we have to change it. Above all else, the American people want their government to be serious about protecting the public, enforcing the rule of law, and creating a rational system of legal immigration that will proactively fit our needs rather than reactively responding to future waves of illegal immigration. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. To the advocates for strong, fair, effective, comprehensive immigration reform, and I'm certainly one, I say to you that the American people will never accept immigration reform unless they truly believe that their government is committed to ending future illegal immigration. And any successful comprehensive immigration reform bill must recognize this fact. He's not woke. Not at all. Uh, Chuck Schumer, a couple of years ago. So here's the uh, here's here's what this bill is. It's 837 pages long, and what it boils down to is two things: foreigners who can't pay their bills shouldn't be allowed to move here, and welfare doesn't just mean cash. That doesn't just mean money. Right now, so that you know, I, I'm not sure that you're aware of this. Currently, 63 percent which is huge, 63% of households that are headed by non-citizens use at least one welfare program. I'll say that again, 63% of households that are headed by one non-citizen use at least one welfare program. Now, that goes up to a staggering 80% if that household includes kids. Now, obviously, nobody wants to see kids suffer. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer. I don't want to see anybody suffer. But at some point, you have to start controlling the outflow of cash, and you have to start controlling it by having some sort of idea of who can get in and who can't. This rule is actually not new. This rule has been around. It first went into effect. And maybe maybe Mark Krikorian can straighten me out on this. This uh, I I don't believe I'm wrong, but we'll talk to him about this. This rule first went into effect in 1882, and again it came down to public charge. Even back in 1882, if you're coming into this country, can you take care of yourself, or are you coming into the country and you're going to be an immediate liability to the country? You're going to be an immediate tax on the people that are already here. There was a a revision to that law during the Clinton era. I believe it was uh, 1996 or 1999. I can't remember. I'll, I'll check it out and we'll talk about it. So here's the thing. Mark Krikorian, executive executive director for immigration studies is going to be on the show. He's going to walk through this whole thing with us. And then I'm going to ask you, is this rule, which goes into effect on October 15th, is this rule favoring people, immigrants, other than Mexico? Is it favoring Canadians, for example? Is it favoring people from the UK? Is it favoring people from Germany? 
Is it is it un, unfairly singling out people from Mexico, or is it unfairly singling out everyone but the wealthy immigrants that want to come to the United States? Is it a wealth question? So we're going to talk about that coming up in the four o'clock hour. And we're also your free consultation with Precision Point Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. That's pound two fifty. Say no more pain. He's an actor, writer, and radio star. Chunga is guest hosting for Rod today. I know that talk box. I hear the keyboard notes, and I know this song. Great stuff. Okay, here's here's what we're talking about today, or at least this hour, talking about uh, immigration, the new immigration rule which goes into effect October 15th. It was signed on Monday. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to talk about with regard to this, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you today and finding out what you think. But first, let's talk to Mark Rikorian. Mark is the Executive Director for Immigration Studies, and the guy's probably forgotten more about this rule than I'll ever know. So welcome to the show, Mark. First of all, it sounds as if this new rule, to me anyway, is based totally on common sense. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just defining what kinds of... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com welfare programs an immigrant can and can't use to be, not an immigrant, but a potential immigrant, to be considered whether they're going to be a burden on the taxpayer or not. That's what the the term of art is called public charge. Are they going to be basically a burden on the public? And this principle of making sure potential immigrants are people who can pay their own bills and keeping out people who can't pay their own bills, is the first principle of immigration policy. Literally, it was in the first immigration law passed in 1647 in Massachusetts Bay Colony and has basically been the same idea ever since then. And they've stuck with it, right? This is something, because I know, here's the thing, I know that there are going to be a lot of people, when they hear this, are you going to be a detriment to the public? Are, are, Are you going to have to rely on people? 
when people hear that, they're going to lose their minds. You know this is going to happen. They're going to go absolutely crazy. But this has been the cornerstone of our immigration laws going all the way back to before we were a country. You just said it. Right, and back it stayed in the there. 1600s. Sure. Yeah. And it's a common sense thing. Look, it's not that somebody is bad. In other words, this isn't a moral judgment. Okay, you're a good human being. You're a bad human being. We're going to let the good human being in and keep the bad one out. That's not what this is about. Okay. This is about are you going to be able to pay your own bills and carry your own weight. Yeah. And if not, we're, there's enough people here that we are supporting, of our own people. And, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm personally, I'm a conservative. I want yeah. our social safety net to be tighter and better run. But I'm not against it. We, this is part of a civilized, modern society. But there are probably three billion people in the world who could qualify for welfare benefits if they move to the United States. We oh, can yeah. allow that. Uh, and so we're going to pick among those people who want to come here who are likely to be able to actually pay their own bills. This is just common sense. Well, and not only that, it's commonplace around the world. You know, this oh, is not, yeah, this is not something that's happening only, you know, we, it's not like we have unbelievably strict uh, immigration laws and rules in comparison with anywhere else in, in, in any other country around the planet. I, I know people, I have traveled with people who happen to be people of color, and even them getting into certain places like, oh, I don't know, Canada and Germany, it's incredibly difficult. And they, they're, they're held extra long. They're held in customs. They're held all over the place. Uh, all these different countries make it extremely hard even to get into the country, let alone move here. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, one of my staff people is originally from Lebanon. She's an American citizen now. But right. when she was still a Lebanese citizen and wanted to travel to France because she has relatives there, yep. she had to go to the French consulate with copies of her bank statements yeah. to show what her income was, how much money she had in the bank, the whole thing. So if anything, even with these new rules, yep. we're still pretty lax in this regard compared to most other countries. Yeah, yeah, most liberal countries. In fact, you know, I, I, I referenced Canada. I was traveling with a guy who uh, was, was a person of color who was held at the border by Canadians until his business could send a letter, a signed letter saying, hey, no, he's with us and he has a reason to be in your country. And this is Canada. Right. Exactly. So this is how oh, this. Uh, I I have no problem with any of this. I guess the new rule is uh, is is pretty lengthy though. It's eight hundred and thirty page. What eight hundred and thirty seven pages long? Is that correct? Yeah, but the uh, most of that is not the actual rule. The way these things work again, this is Washington wonkery. Okay. But the government, if it's going to issue an official rule, they have to issue like the draft version of it first, which they did last year. Okay. And then give the public, which means basically lawyers and activist groups, a chance to submit comments. Then they have to read every single one of those comments. Oh, wow. And then kind of explain, and they may group them together if they're all saying the same thing. So most of that 800-plus pages is saying, we had comments saying X, and here's our explanation of why we did or didn't do this thing. You know, that kind of thing. So that's what most of it is. The point, the, the core of this new rule is that the old Clinton-era definition of what counted as welfare for these kind of purposes. And this was words, back in, what, 1996, 99. right? 99. Yeah, well, oh, in Congress passed a law in 99. The Clinton administration issued, it wasn't a rule, it was just basically a memo mm -hmm. to what was then the INS, saying, look, when you guys are looking at immigration applications, 
here's the kinds of things that you're allowed to consider welfare that would preclude somebody from getting approved. And what they said is the only thing that they were allowed to consider as welfare was cash welfare. In other words, SSI mm-hmm. or TANF is the uh, abbreviation. Okay. So what that means is non-cash welfare wasn't allowed to be considered welfare by the guys assessing these applications, which means if you were on food stamps, lived in public housing, got Medicaid, you were supposed to be, you could be considered self-sufficient, which is complete nonsense. In other words, that definition under the Clinton administration of what welfare amounted to was basically an Orwellian lie. Yeah. Yeah. And so all this is is fixing that and making it more uh, in line with reality. How much uh, how much blowback is uh, the Trump administration going to get for for doing this? Um, it's I mean you know it's going to get public blowback in the sense that all the usual suspects will say all the usual things about orange man bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know it doesn't matter if he said the sky was blue they'd say no it's green. Sure. I mean it doesn't. But but the question is, what about in court? Yeah. And the oh, again, a lot of the usual suspects have said they're going to sue to stop this. Sure, sure. There's not really any basis for it because they really did dot all the I's and cross all the T's in doing this process. That doesn't mean they're not going to find some lawless judge in San Francisco who will try to enjoin it, issue an yeah. injunction. Right. But there's no way they can win that because this is, I think, this is completely solid legally and locked down. So he's going to end up prevailing, though it may get held up briefly by one of these uh, bogus injunctions. We're, we're talking to Mark Krikorian, Executive Director for the Center of Immigration Studies, uh, having a great discussion about the new rule, the new immigration rule, which should be, I, do you have any idea when it's actually going to be signed? You said the 60 days from now? Is that well, what it's not really say? a signed thing. They have to publish it in the Federal Register. It's going to be published tomorrow. And okay. then it goes into effect in 60 days. Oh, so, it's, okay, I see. Yeah, I see so it will be only applications that are received after October 15th. The ones that they have in the hopper now yeah. will still be judged by the old, ridiculous Clinton-era rules. So Got again, it. even there... They're kind of back, bending over backwards and okay. um, you know being uh, lax, in my opinion. Now, do you think this could be? Do you think this could be the first steps to to maybe perhaps making uh, it, it it faster for people that that should be here to emigrate and and come in and become a, a, a productive member of society? Because I know there's people coming in, like I said, from all over the place: England, Canada, South Africa, wherever. And they're coming in, and it's, it's unbelievably difficult for them to, to become American citizens. Do you think this could be a, a step to make it faster? It might, um, but probably not, honestly. Okay. You know what I mean? Because a lot of that red tape and everything is sort of built into the system. They'd have to be changed. In other words, the kind of overhaul that would be required to streamline the system is the kind of thing only Congress can really do. And there's a limit to okay. what the administration can do within existing law. Got it. Mark Krikorian, Executive Director for Immigration Studies. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. When we come back in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to take your calls. Is this new rule, is it prejudicial and favors only the rich? Or does this new rule favor everyone but Mexico? Is, is this a, I want to talk about this. Plus, when we come back, I'm going to share with you 
when Chunga's in the White House, when, I, when I'm sitting in the Oval Office with the First Lady, what will Chunga's immigration... Video is number one for podcasts, and it's easy to see why. Find Noble Blood on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. What if I were to tell you, today we were going to chunga you. Yes, chunga you. Guest hosting for Rod today, Jimmy Chunga. And a huge thank you to the great Rod Arquette for letting me come and, uh, and have some fun with you guys this week. It has been awesome. I've loved it. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. So we're talking about the new Donald Trump immigration rule, which this was, I, I guess it wasn't signed. Something took, it took effect on Monday and, and, and then goes into active something or other on October 15th. We want to talk to you. Give us a call if you would, please. Eric is standing by right now to take your call. 1-888-570-8010. Again, that's 888-570-8010. Pound 250 on your smartphone and yell, hey, Rod. And we'll get you set up. We'll get you ready to get on the show. So as I said before the break, I have a really simple, really simple plan for people to immigrate to the United States. It's four things. Super easy. And that's one thing that I think this country needs. I think our, I do think we need immigration reform. And by some standards, by by some, I'm sh- I'm quite sure that there are several people that that would think that this that I'm too, I'm too liberal about this. But I do believe that anyone who wants to come to this country should have the ability to do so. I truly believe that that the uh, you know give me give me your poor your tired tired your huddled masses yearning to be free. I think that matters. I think that's what this country was founded on. We we are all children of immigrants in some sort of a way here in this country. So if you want to come here, you want to be an American, good for you. I'm proud of you. I'm 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 stoked that you want to come here and be an American. So here's how you're going to do it if Chunga has his say. This is how you do it. Number 1, you have no criminal record. 0 and I'm actually I'm talking about serious crimes, what we in the United States would call a felony. Okay, so no criminal record, and you have to be able to prove this. You must know how to speak English, and this is for adults. It's not for kids. It's it's for the adults. You must know how to speak English, or you must in, immediately enroll in a course, a government a government course to speak English, and it's part of a path to citizenship program, which you have to immediately enroll in, even if you do speak English. Regardless, everybody who comes in and wants to become an American, you enroll in a path to citizenship program where you are taught to speak at least basic English. And you must have the ability or education that will enable you to make a living. There's no prejudices. There's no anything. There's a, a French person would have to do this, a British person, a Canadian person, a Mexican a, 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 a Honduran doesn't matter. You have to come into this country. You have to do those four things and that's it. Welcome to the country. But all that has to be proved. Let's go to Jason in Orem. Jason, welcome to the Rod Arquette show. How are you doing this morning or this afternoon? Oh, no, good. First of all, 
before I make my comments, um, I do support enforcing the border. Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I do, you know, enforcing the border. and um, But at the same time, the, the problem is, and I, and I, I support the idea of, of just getting rid of all the impoundments in general. Okay. To, uh, to help stop the, the flow of um, the, bad Im- the bad kind of immigration. Okay. However, now, regarding subject hand, God being not technically legal according to the Constitution, right. it's only Congress to do registration, but, um, you know, they already do check as someone that as someone that's going through the immigration system right now yes. for my wife and my son, we they already check to see if they'll, it's more of an honor code type of situation to make sure. Well, actually, it's more than that because they check your financials and everything else to make sure you're not going to be a burden on the society. Right, right. That well, that rule's been in place for a while. Yeah, I know it's already there. So what's the difference regarding? This new rule or the last rule, it just makes the whole cold uh, mumble um, uh, a mess. All right, gotcha. You know, that's why that's that's why I say that the solution for immigration is to toss the whole thing out with the the whole the whole all yep. the bathwater out with the baby and go back to Ellis Island type policy. Yep, there you go, Jason and Orm. Thank you very much for your call. All right, when we come back. More calls, 1-888-570-8010, pound 250, hey, Rod, on your smartphone. Is this new Trump rule on immigration, is it favoring wealthy immigrants? Is it trying to keep out the poor, the tired, the huddled masses? I want to know what your opinion is when we come back. Again, that's 888-570-8707-3030 now for a safer retirement. Must be 55 years or older and have at least 300000 of investable assets to qualify. He's played a cop, a church basketball player, and now he's playing a radio guy. Again, some consider it a step down in career. Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for Raw today, Chunga. Thank you so much. So, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about this new Trump immigration rule, which goes into effect October 15th, I believe is what they're saying. Some people are up in arms because they feel like it is prejudicial against uh, low-income immigrants. The reason for that is because the rule states that you can't become a public charge. 
And what that means is you can't become a tax or a liability to the citizens of the United States of America. You have to have the ability to come in and provide for yourself and become an asset to the United States of America, a benefit to the United States of America. And if you can't do that, sorry, you don't get in. Opponents to this are saying that, that uh, well, a little bit shy of 400,000 people that are trying to gain citizenship into the United States of America are going to be affected by this. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have an independent uh, an independent source to, to verify that. But I would love to take your call right now. 1-888-570-8010. Pound 250 on your smartphone. Yell, hey, Rod, we'll get you all set up and good to go. I want to know, is this law, based on what you know, based on what you understand, is it prejudicial against poor people? Poor people who are coming to the United States in search of a better life. Is it keeping the poor folk out is what I want to know. In a way, I, I, I suppose it kind of is. Uh, they're basically saying you can't, you can't add anything to the welfare issues of the United States by being a public charge. I don't know if you heard this earlier when I, when I gave this stat out, but currently 63% of American households are headed, oh, excuse me, 63% of American households that are headed by non-citizens use at least one welfare program. That's well over half. And that number goes up to a heart-stopping 80% if there are children in the family. That's why this rule is so important. So I said uh, a little bit ago, I think that if you want to come to this country, you should be able to come to this country. If you would like to become an American citizen, you should have every ability to do so. And we'd love to have you. Let's go to Lynn in Highland and uh, see what she has to say about this. Lynn, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi there. I have some, I want to jump in so I don't take too much of your time. Oh, please do. I have a, a son-in-law from Scotland. Okay. My daughter was an intern for the Navy in Bahrain. Okay. My son-in-law was on, they shared the same naval base. He was in um, the UK, the English yeah. uh, Navy. The British Navy. They met, yeah. married. Uh-huh. And then when he was released, they went back to Scotland. And they stayed there for a couple of years till he was out of the Navy. Okay. And then um, she was doing a whole bunch of paperwork and all that kind of stuff for him to come over here. And the, the regulation, this was about 15 years ago, was they could not get on welfare of any kind. Yeah. I had to sign papers, you know, so it's not a new thing, and I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. There you go, Lynn. Thank you very much. Virginia in Bountiful, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi there. Welcome. So what do you think? Okay, so um, my ancestors came over through Ellis Island. Okay. So when I when I researched that and go on... Where did they come from? First of all, where did Italy. they come from? They came from Italy, okay. All, all from Italy. Um, it asks how much money you have in your pocket. How much are you bringing into this country? And if you didn't have money, you didn't come in. You couldn't yep. come in with zero. Yep. And then it asks, it asks for your skills. And then it asks also who's going to vouch for you. Oh, like really? if you're a person here in the United States, a relative, yes. Okay. So it used so, to be much, much stricter. Much stricter. And this was in the 1890s. 
Okay, got it. Virginia. And, and, and early 1900s. Thank you so much for calling the show. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right, coming back, we're talking to Michael Hammond of the Legislative Council, Gun Owners of America, about uh, Trump. Is he going to lose gun voters because of his new push for tighter restrictions on gun control? Gun control is probably a, not the accurate term there, but we'll talk about it. Coming up, it's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Information, text, and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's JET to 200-200. He's best known for his award-winning movies, Forever Strong and Church Bowl. Never heard of him. But on the side, he did radio, and that's where he made his money. (laughs) No, he didn't make his money. This is radio. Are you kidding me? Anyway, he's kind of a big deal. Filling in for Rod, here's Jimmy Chunga. You know, every time I hear that, I, I don't know if, if if that's Rod sliding me for not making any money, or if it's Rod sliding his bosses for not making any money. I can't quite tell where he's going there, but I'm, I'm grateful just the same to be here. Welcome, everyone, to Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Yeah, it's Chunga filling in for Rod Arquette. I'm here tomorrow as well, and much thanks to Rod Arquette for letting me have access to you for the whole week. It's been a blast. So it's been uh, it's been a nutty nutty couple of weeks. It's it's been a nutty couple of years, honestly. When it comes to gun violence, gun control, all of the political chest beating and all the volume and venom and everything else associated with the second amendment. And it's one of the things that I think makes this country great and it's also one of our deepest flaws all at the same time. I love that we're different people. I love that we can freely share different ideas and and have different opinions about pretty much pretty much everything. And when it comes to guns, it's we run the spectrum as Americans. You have people that aren't gun owners but don't have a problem with it. You have people that are gun owners but are sympathetic to people who don't like guns. You have people who are militant and think that guns are evil, ammo is evil, the, the, the thought of shooting a projectile, even at a piece of paper, is absolutely obscene. And then on the other side of it, you also have people that believe that if there is any sort of control over, over their gun ownership, that is a slight to the country. That is against their constitutional rights. It goes, you run the entire spectrum, right? And I can, I can see where this comes from, and I also, I, well, we've talked about it a lot this week. I am very much a gun owner. I have lots of guns. I have a conceal and carry permit. I have shotguns since I was a little, little kid and will continue to do so till I go right into the ground. You think of Chunga, you think of a gun. I love them. My only regret is that I don't have two more arms in which to shoot more guns with. So when I... Found out this guy, Michael Hammond, is, is really, really upset with President Trump over the latest gun, the, you know, the, the red flag laws and the, the background checks. In fact, this is, this is one of the statements that President Trump made recently. Frankly, uh, we need intelligent background checks, okay? This isn't a question of NRA, Republican, or Democrat. I will tell you, I spoke to Mitch McConnell yesterday. He's totally on board. He said, I've been waiting for your call. He is totally on board. I spoke to senators that in some cases, people, friends of mine, but 
pretty hardline senators, hardline. And when I say that, I say that in a positive way, hardline on the Second Amendment. And they understand we don't want insane people, mentally ill people, bad people, dangerous people. We don't want guns in the hands of the wrong people. Well, duh. I, you know, obviously. Well, Michael Hammond and his group, Legislative Gun Owners of America, have taken exception to this. They don't like the idea of this. They are two million strong, by the way. There are two million of these people that are members of the Legislative Gun Owners of America. Michael Hammond is on hold. He's he's with us now. And Michael, you know, question number one, would you say your organization, first of all, as we're getting into this, is your organization a bolder and more vocal version of the NRA? We certainly uh, will uh, stand up for the Second Amendment no matter what other people do. Okay, and so... there have been times in which falling, uh, falling Columbine, falling Newtown, uh, the people in Washington tried to take away our Second Amendment rights, and the NRA said, well, maybe we have to go around, along with this, and uh, Gun Owners of America uh, doesn't compromise in those sorts of situations. There's, a, there's a, an old saying that comes to mind. I don't know how many people know this. It came from the great Golda Meir, who was the, the Prime Minister of Israel a long time ago, female Prime Minister of Israel. And she was faced with conflict on all sides, people trying to obliterate Israel. And one of the statements she made was, the first thing people want to do when they're scared is cannibalize their own values. Yeah. And it's always stuck with me, right? It's that, that thing right there has always stuck with me. And I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Uh, do you really think, though, with that said, do you really think that Donald Trump making a deal or showing some sort of flexibility or compromise is possibly going to lose? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com him the election because gun owners, too many gun owners are going to maybe stay on the beach and not go vote? Oh, yeah, I absolutely feel that way. And, uh, you know, I've predicted a lot of these things correctly, including his election in 2016. But I absolutely feel that way. Let me say at this point, 
I I don't think we know what Donald Trump is going to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Politico, which is the Washington website, said, oh, no, uh, uh, Trump is sold out. uh, uh, The Second Amendment's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, This morning in the Wall Street Journal, another faction in the White House said, uh, we're trying to get Trump to stay out of this, and we think that's a real option. So mm-hmm. basically, you have two factions at the White House. One, led by Jared Kushner, is trying to get Trump to destroy the Second Amendment. And uh, presumably, he thinks that if uh, Donald Trump does a happy dance in the Rose Garden with Chuck Schumer and Dianne Feinstein, that all the Democrats will vote for him and he'll win re- easy reelection. Well, I, I don't kind of. Think uh, that's the case. Michael, I, I have to be honest with you. I admire what's what's happening. I admire what you and a lot of other people are saying. I, I, I can I can see your passion and I and I certainly empathize with it, but I, I you know, I have to I have to be honest with you. If conservative gun owners are facing a Trump making a deal, President Trump making a deal, or possibly staying home and not voting in the next election and watching a Democrat come into a house controlled a House of Rep- or a Democrat-controlled House of Representatives, and having a Democrat president, I, I there is I can't imagine gun owners staying home because they're angry about a smaller deal being made. I I can tell you this: uh, we just got through eight years of Barack Obama, sure. uh, in which in which during the during the beginning of the uh, Obama administration, we we didn't have the Senate or the House. And we were successful in stopping gun control during the Obama administration because we had the Senate. Uh, So if, in fact, it takes a Republican to deliver the gun confiscation that Barack Obama was unwilling to pass or unable to pass, uh, then that Republican is a problem. Let me say also that I'm not necessarily telling you what I want, I'm telling you what I think is going to happen. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I think the people who are going to determine this election are like my parents. Uh, they're blue-collar union Democrats. Uh, they are conservative on, on moral values and pro-gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, I don't think they care whether Donald Trump or Joe Biden is in the White House. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, my parents voted for Democrats, uh, most of their lives until, I guess, I became active in politics. So I, I'm telling you not what I want, but I'm telling you what I predict they will do. And if Donald Trump celebrates the end of the Second Amendment with Chuck Schumer and Diane Feinstein in the Rose Garden, that picture is going to drive gun owners crazy. Yeah, I think, I think it will. I, I can't imagine. Again, I'll say this again, I can't imagine Donald Trump capitulating or flexing or bending or making some sort of a deal that that involves the loss of gun ownership that well, involves I an assault this, weapons ban i don't think we'll ever get that far yeah i think i think this will uh, whether or not first of all i don't know what donald trump is going to do i started sure. this by saying there are two factions in the white house uh, uh, do, uh, do you mind if I use a Shakespearean analogy? Oh, no, by all means. Oh, well, uh, Donald Trump is Othello, uh, Jared Kushner is Iago, and uh, let's say Donald Trump Jr. is Desdemona. 
Okay. That is, you have a guy in the center push back and forth between inexplicable evil and inexplicable good. And by and large, what comes out of his mouth is the last person he sat down with. So I don't know what Donald Trump is going to do, but I can tell you that the Second Amendment is at stake. If you have universal background checks, basically, everyone in the country is going to have a 4473. That mm-hmm. is a little card that uh, gun dealers keep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if the BATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, as it is doing now, comes around and starts photographing all of those, guess what? The government has a list of every gun owner in the country. And gun registration has almost always preceded gun confiscation. Sure, sure. No, I understand that. Uh, it, we, have, we have a lot of conceal and carry holders. And yep. permit holders in the state of Utah. And one of the first things you learn is that you go through a daily background check when you have this when you have this card, you know, when you have your yeah. conceal and carry permit. Uh, yeah. I personally am okay with that. I, 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 I'm proud that I go through a daily background check, you know. That said, uh, I don't want my guns restricted any more than they are. I really yeah. don't. I really don't. I, I, I am watching this. Uh, almost like um, like I'm watching a horror movie where I have my hand over my uh, my face and I'm kind of looking between my fingers a little bit, trying to just trying to hang back and just watch what happens. But I'm I'm nervous. I'm a little scared. I'll, I'll be we honest have, with we you. We've seen that exercise. I mean, New York and California and places like that when they say, "Oh, we just want to keep a list." Yep. Uh, and invariably, invariably, sometime down the road, that leads to oh. Uh, Incidentally, now we're banning something, yep. and the Trump administration has promulgated a regulation that bans bump stocks. Yep. But if it bans bump stocks, my feeling is it probably ultimately could be used to ban semi-automatics, too. Mm. So ultimately, someone's going to say, well, we've, we've banned these guns, and guess what? We have a list of people whose houses we need to go to. I see. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I know the bump stock ban, but I didn't really care. You know why? Because those damn things never worked right anyway. Well, yes. Could never well, get them to work if, right. The bump stocks, if, they, if, they uh, suck. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't agree. I don't disagree with you, but guess what? Hmm. If a bump stock is a machine gun because it makes an AR-15 Automatic, fire, uh, yeah. then the AR-15 is a machine gun, too. Yeah. So yeah. you'd better... Uh, think very carefully about whether you want this list to exist in Washington, given you have a regulation which may be used by a Biden administration to say an AR-15 is a machine gun. Thank you, Michael Hammond, a legislative counsel for the gun owners of America. Two million strong, if you can believe that. Okay, a couple things really quick. We're going to take your calls. We want to talk about this coming up in just a couple of minutes. Number two, that Shakespeare reference made absolutely no sense, and I'm pretty sure Michael Hammond had no idea that it made no sense. So I'm going to give you a Shakespeare quote of my own about this, and you'll understand it much better. Romeo and Juliet. If the catapults and the Romulans had guns, it would have been a much better play. All right, coming back, 1-888-570-8010. We want your calls, and I'm going to ask you a very specific question. It's a very simple question. Would you not vote for Donald Trump if he gets 
some sort of com. It was incredible. Do yourself a favor. Call Jordan Wilcox. That's TaxHelpUT.com. He's an actor, writer, and radio star. Chunga is guest hosting for Rod today. Thank you so much. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. It is perhaps the most divisive issue that we as Americans discuss, debate, fight over, rant about. I'd say it's right up there, maybe second only to abortion, maybe maybe ahead of abortion. I don't know. There's a lot of people who are getting very, very nervous about overtures that President Donald Trump is making to the left in light of all of the recent uh, mass shootings. Uh, just take a listen. The NRA has over the years taken a very, very tough stance on everything. And I understand it. You know, it's a slippery slope. They think you approve one thing, and that leads to a lot of bad things. I don't agree with that. I think I think we can do meaningful, very meaningful background checks. I want to see it happen. So I've got a lot of support, and I also have the support of other people on the other side. And I think the Democrats and Republicans have a chance to really come together. Here's Mike. Here's where I get confused about this. I have bought guns from from gun shows, many, lots of them, a whole vault full of them, and I always go through a background check at gun shows. I've I've never bought a gun where I haven't gone through a background check. So I, I I'm a little confused about this, and maybe you can help me out here. One eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero, and uh, two oh excuse me hashtag or pound we say two five zero. And then yell "Hey Rod" into your smartphone, and E-Ray is standing by to take your call. I, w- I have a specific question: Are you going to vote for someone other than Donald Trump, or are you going to stay home if these new regulations are put into place? Let's go to Dave in Kaysville, who's standing by right now. First of all, Dave, thanks for waiting. You there, Dave? Maybe Dave isn't waiting. Dave, are you with me? Hello. Oh, hi, yeah, Dave. I'm here. Were you on the other line? I don't want to no, interrupt it, you. It cut out for a second. Oh, there we go. All right. Hey, Dave, thanks for calling the show. So uh, so what's on your mind? I, I had a specific question, and I'll say it one more time. Are you going to vote for someone other than Donald Trump or stay home if these new gun regulations are put into place? If Donald Trump passes any red flag legislation or any expanded background check legislation, I will stay home in 2020 because it's a complete betrayal. Um, uh on my part. This so, is his, this just, is his read my lips, home. no new taxes moment, right? Yes, it, it 100% absolutely is. And it, it's, it's basically the end of, end of the, the second amendment. I mean, do you really think with all these liberal activist judges out there, they won't use either red flag laws or the expanded background checks to, to compensate guns. They Got absolutely it. will. Okay. You'll be a, a Republican and they'll take away your gun. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the call. John and Sandy, welcome to the show. How you doing, Chunga? Really good. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, first of all, and thanks for calling in. What do you think? And what's your answer to the question? I should say. Uh, yeah, no. If 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 he does anything with red flag, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on what he does. But if it's red flag law stuff, yeah, I'm done. That's where I lose. That's uh, it. I'll support Trump. Okay. All yeah. right. Very and, good. And my one other one other quick point I was just going to make is I I really don't feel like uh, understand why he feels like he needs to triangulate here because these are the same people that. You know, he could 
he could solve any problem in the world and they would never give him the credit for it. So it really, yeah. regardless of what he does, they're not going to, they're not going to credit him for you, it. You know, you know what I think it is? I think it's because he's a deal maker. I think that's just, yeah. I think that's yeah. just, it's his own personal knee jerk reaction. He thinks, okay, it's yeah. a big emotional hot button issue. Well then let's, let's make a deal and let's figure it out. I, I think you're going to see him walk this back. I really do. I don't think any of this is going to happen. But we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. John, I really appreciate I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, people are calling in, and please continue to do so at one eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero or pound two fifty. Hey, Rod, we're taking more of your calls, asking the question: Are you going to vote for someone other than? And search Vinyl Experience, or tell Alexa to play the Vinyl Experience on iHeartRadio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Thank you. Each and every one of you, thank you for sticking with us here in Rod's absence. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, my name is Jimmy Chunga. Filling in for him today, tomorrow. And I appreciate you being here. 1-888-570-8010. This is Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. So we're talking about gun control. We're talking about a lot of the recent overtures that have been made by President Donald Trump about red flag laws and about working with the left to enact stricter, uh, whatever that means. I'm confused by it. Stricter background checks. Uh, again, I've, I've bought, I don't know, oh man, I don't even know how many guns I've bought at gun shows and go through a gun background check every single time. So I don't know where this loophole thing is coming from. I don't, maybe it's in other states. I don't know. But in Utah, when I buy a gun at a gun show, I'm always going through a background check. So with that said, we uh, we have a lot of people calling in 1-888-570-8010 or pound 250 Hayrod on your smartphone. And they're all pretty much saying, look, if, if, this, if these changes take place, I'm not voting for the guy. And I have to tell you, even if they do take place, I'm still voting. Uh, I, I, the reason I'm still voting for him is I can't imagine any of these knuckleheads on the other side ever being president of the United States. It would be so much worse, so much worse than having Donald Trump in office. So that's one of the things that really scares me about this attitude of, no, I'm staying home. Let's go to Scott in Roy. Scott, welcome to the show, first of all. Hey, sir. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always, always grateful that you would choose to call in, Scott. So here's the question. Are you going to vote for someone other than Trump if these regulations take place, or are you just going to stay home? I'm going to stay home, sir. And I'm even to the point where I'm worried that he might be, even if he doesn't do it now, maybe he'll do it if he gets his second term. So you're saying you don't trust him at all now? Correct. So you have decided already that, that no, he's not your guy anymore? Correct. Is there anything that he can do to bring you back? If he if he walks I, it back, will you will you come back around? Do you think? I don't think so. I I've lost. There's this one thing that I don't play with, and it's the Second Amendment. And if 
if anything, that's I think the one thing that his followers are gonna he's gonna lose his followers for. Well, that's what uh, that's what Michael Hammond was saying. He said, "Look, this is this is a big deal, and there are enough people out there that that Donald Trump will not be reelected over something like this. They, this could be his read my lips, no new taxes moment." So, I mean, the one thing I, the thing I think about is, is President Reagan wasn't what, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he shot? Uh, he was shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he speak about anything about gun reform or anything? Nope. Nope. I mean, of all the people that would have the opportunity to do something, would be somebody like him. I would feel, yeah. and he didn't do it, and it didn't change anything. I don't know. Yeah, it was a I different time, wrong, but it was a different time. But I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, let's go to Logan. Logan's on I two fifteen. Logan, welcome to the show. Hey, Sean, got uh, I'll get straight to it. I okay. still want to vote for Trump. I think as it sits now, nothing's getting done on it. I don't think anything will. Okay. I think people are getting just a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of knee jerking going on, you know. Oh yeah, so think back to even DACA. I mean, they said, "Hey, let's get the Democrats in here. We can do this in two weeks. We can do this in two hours. Let's get them in. Let's get it done." Yeah, Dems, I think, are going to overplay their hand. They're going to take too much and want too much, and the Republicans are going to say, and "No, nothing we're not going to agree." And Trump's going to throw his hands up and say, "Hey, well, we tried. Let's move on." And then he'll send out a tweet, and everyone will forget about it. Yeah. All right, Logan. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jack in in Salt Lake City. Jack, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, Jimmy. I think I think Logan kind of took my thunder because oh, did, did he did now? But, You're saying the same thing that he's saying. Not quite. But see, Trump right now, what's he got to do? He's got to kill this fire of emotion. So he's saying, "Hey, guys, let's talk." Mm-hmm. And so they will talk, and they will be their typical obstreperous. Uh, uh, wacky selves. Yeah, sure. They're going to be their same selves, and they're going to insist on all the crap that nobody will live with, and they'll say, guys, you got to come to me with reasonable proposals, and by the time that's gone on for weeks or months, he'll be able to say what he's been able to say his entire time, and that is, guys, you've got to give me something that reasonably I can sell to the American people, and you haven't. And so I think this will backfire on the Democrats, and meanwhile, diffuse the issue. Because I did not like Trump originally, yeah, but I voted for him. In fact, I've had to argue with my relatives and my friends over my voting for Trump. Uh-huh. But I said, I'm not voting for Trump. I am voting for his promises. He's the only one who's ever promised it, and I believe he'll keep them. And he has kept his promises in spades. Well, he certainly so, has. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, well, well, Jack, I really appreciate you calling in. Lots of wisdom there, Jack. Yeah. Well done, sir. Good. Take care. You're doing a great job. Uh, I I appreciate it, man. Have a great night. So coming back, we're taking more of your calls. 1-888-570-8010. So far, I'm keeping a little tally here, E-Ray. I don't know if you're keeping a tally there. He's he's answering a lot of phones, actually. So far, I have two people. Two people out of all the people we've talked to who said, no, I look. Store 9400 South and I-15. Go to colonialflag.com for more information. Sell is in-store only. Look for the giant flag. All right. Welcome to the show. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know it's Jimmy Chunga here with you talking about gun control. A lot of people calling in. Let's get right to the phones. I'm asking the question, are you going to still vote for Donald Trump if these new regulations that are being proposed with regard to gun control, red flag laws, stricter background checks, if those are enacted into law and take place? 
Let's go to the phones. Derek in Salt Lake City. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. So are you going to vote for uh, Donald Trump if these things happen? 100% enthusiastically. So I'm sitting here listening, and I'm hearing people call in, and they're saying, oh, I would stay home. I wouldn't vote. Right. And it's it, to me, how foolish, because you are 100% guaranteeing that our Second Amendment rights would be abused worse. Way worse. Any one of the Democrats yeah. would do worse to our Second Amendment rights. So Amongst it's like other things uh, outside of gun control. Cutting off your nose to spite your face. How foolish. Yeah. Vote for Donald Trump. I got you. All right. I, I can't even think of anything else. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. Uh, Betty yep, Ann. Thanks. Betty Ann in Oakley. Welcome, Betty Ann. How are you? I'm great. I'm voting for Donald Trump. Promises made, promises kept. Okay. I don't believe any of the things they're saying about him. He's the man. Best president since Reagan. Best president since Lincoln. None of those Democrats can do anything compared to what he's done for us. He's got my vote. You know, I was talking to a very liberal uh, liberal colleague of mine a couple of weeks ago, and we had a discussion about Donald Trump. And it, I was amazed at how level-headed this person was. And they were asking me about how history is going to remember Donald Trump. And I said, you know, when Reagan was around, there was a lot of animus against against Reagan, too. There was a lot of venom. Everybody thought that Reagan was unqualified. Everybody thought that Reagan was too old. There was a lot of similarities between Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan. There really were. And history, yes, remembers, were. history remembers Ronald Reagan as one of our greatest sons. So I think, yep. and, and I told him that, I said, 10 years from now, it always takes a long time, but 10 years from now, when history starts to be written about Donald Trump, I think things are going to be remembered much differently. And I, I do believe that. I, I think agree. that is the case. All right, Betty Ann. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. We'll see you later. Mark, Salt Lake, welcome. Yes. How you doing? Really good. So are, here's the question I'm asking everyone. Are you still going to vote for someone other? Are you going to vote for someone other than Donald Trump if these new Ab regulations take place? Absolutely. I don't think he's going to do the red law. I'm against red laws as long because they'll violate other uh, other rights of ours. Okay. Okay. But there is there is a lot more at stake here than guns. Although guns are my number one issue. Yeah. Uh, where, where if if you vote don't vote for Trump and Trump doesn't win, you can kiss your Second Amendment rights goodbye. A hundred percent. Because everybody else out there will take them. I think a lot of people are falling back on the Senate, saying, "Well, even if Trump's not in office and we get Elizabeth Warren, oh, I can't even. I, I'm, I almost threw up in my mouth even at the thought of Elizabeth Warren being the president." But let's just entertain it for a minute. Elizabeth Warren is the president. I think a lot of people are saying, "Wow, we still have the Senate," and I can't. I, I just please don't make that mistake. Please we don't can, do we that. We could still lose. We could still lose the Senate in the middle of her term. Sure. Absolutely. So that's, but there's a lot more at stake than the Second Amendment here. Um, they're already trying to trash our First Amendment rights and other rights. So oh, it's yeah. not just guns. But guns, guns are my number one issue, but it's not just guns. If you stay home, you guarantee that a gun hater will be in the White House. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Salt Lake, thank you so much. I appreciate absolutely, you calling. Absolutely, thanks. All right, have a good night. Okay, so I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of relief because we really did have some very hard-line calls that came in, and, and God bless you for it. I, I, I totally respect your opinion. I, for one, even though I hate the idea of changing any gun laws whatsoever, I uh, would still vote for Donald Trump over Elizabeth Warren or, or Joe Biden or Cory Booker. Oh, man. 
or Pete Buttigieg. Anyway, I I uh, I can't I can't even fathom the idea. Now we're going to switch gears here in the six o'clock hour. Coming up next, this is going to probably enrage you. That said, uh, one thing that I pride myself on is being able to listen to all opinions and listen with an open mind and an open heart and hear what everyone has to say. In the six o'clock hour, we're going to be talking about the inland port, the inland port protests more specifically. If you don't know what's going on with the inland port, rest assured, I'm going to explain it to you really fast so that you'll be able to listen and understand what's going on. We're also going to talk to Michelle McKee. Michelle McKee is a spokesperson for an organization called Civil Riot, and they are exactly what the title says. They are a protest group. They are, I don't know if they're Antifa. Are are some of the members Antifa? Eric has no idea. We can ask Michelle. They are protesting, very, very passionately protesting the the inland port, which which will happen. It is going to happen. And I'm interested to hear what she has to say. I'm grateful that she chose, obviously very left-wing, that she chose to be on this show on a very conservative radio station. So we're going to talk to her coming up in just a couple of minutes, talking about the Inland Port. Please don't go anywhere. And then I'm going to want to take your calls and see what you think about the Inland Port. It is going to happen. It's already been signed in. It is going to bring lots and lots, buckets or oodles, if you will, to quote my grandma, oodles of money into the state of Utah. It's going to create a lot of jobs, and I think it could be a good idea, possibly. I do think there are some concerns that should be addressed, for sure. I don't think we're there yet, but we'll talk about it with Michelle McKee coming right up. This is point seven six stars. See why by attending a free three hour class right in your area. Go to otaclass.com. He's back on the radio and ready to go and wearing brute. Is that is that brute underarm deodorant? Ladies and gentlemen, guest hosting for on today is Chunga Jimmy Chunga. I'm not at all ashamed. When I was in junior high, my mom bought me some brute underwear. Red. They're red. Said brute around the waistband. I felt fancy. And I own it. So, what do you know about the uh, the Inland Port? Is this something you're versed in? Do you understand what's happening here with the, with the Inland Port? I'm sure you're seeing the news stories, and I'm sure you're seeing a lot of a lot of very, very angry people. It's rhythmic, isn't it? Soothing. So, yeah, that is people. Those are people, I should say. Excuse me. That are protesting at a recent city council meeting, and they're mad. Uh, about uh, about the inland port. For those of you who don't know, let me let me give you a quick rundown. I'll educate you really really quick about what the inland port is. is if, if you don't know, the inland port is no different than than a shipping port that would be in Long Beach or would be in New York or be down in Miami somewhere. It's a a holding place for goods and merchandise to be shipped out to other places around the country. 
And there are a couple of these that, that have already been put into place. I, I believe there's one in Kansas City. And the governor of Utah, Gary Herbert, has just allowed and just signed in a, uh, he's approved, I should say, a 20,000-acre inland port in the northwest quadrant of the state of Utah. It's over by where the new prison is going to be, uh, kind of out by the new airport and where the new prison is going to be built. There are a lot of people who are very unhappy with this, uh, namely the citizens of Rose Park are angry about this because, after all, they're like, hey, we're Rose Park. Why are we getting the shaft again? Why are you doing this to us again? We don't want to have this happen here. It's too close. We don't want to have this. People that are for it are saying, well, this is this is awesome because it's going to bring a lot of money into the state of Utah. It's going to create a lot of jobs. And then you have the people that are really angry about this, that are they're protesting like crazy. They're getting arrested in, in big numbers, and they're melting down pretty much every meeting that takes place about the inland port. So we have been trying, and by we, I mean Iray and Rod Arquette, have been trying to get somebody from the inland port protest group on the show for a very long time. And every time there's a request made, it's usually met with a bunch of uh, pretty, uh, well, salty language. We'll put it that way. So I'm honored and frankly very grateful uh, that this woman has said, yeah, you know what? I, I'm i going to go ahead and I'm going to be on KNRS with Chunga and I'm going to talk about this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Michelle McKee, who is a spokesperson for Civil Riot. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, first things first, um, let me correct you. I identify as a person, a non-binary so yes. woman's a little incorrect, but that's yes. okay. You didn't you didn't know. Thank you for educating me, Michelle. I will Absolutely remember. Absolutely, my pleasure. I will and use, my pleasure yes, for the invite. Ahead. Okay, well, good. I will be sure to use non-gender specific language with you uh, as we move forward through this, through this interview. Okay, so talk to me. First of all, talk to me about Civil Riot. What kind of a group is this? Well, Civil Riot is a group of civil disobedience. Um, mm. Nonviolent civil disobedience, and so I feel like the, clar- the the characterizations that are made that are framed our organization um, often are, are the kind of characterizations that they give groups that are primarily groups of color of marginalized communities um, of calling them violent and characterizing them as violence. So okay, let me let me let me stop you right there really quick. Yeah, yeah the, go ahead. There there was an incident where there were members. I, I'm assuming there were members of your group where they they beat up a cameraman from channel two um no that is not our group that did that there were some outliers that unfortunately when it's a public event and you have public events of this nature there are going to be those sort of people that have unsavory intentions yeah and that that come to incite violence of their own but as far as the group collectively we don't condone nor do we endorse violent means so who were, who were these who were these people that beat up this cameraman do you know, I, you know i'm not sure but i think we should focus on civil rights agenda since that's what you invited me for and it apparently seems that you're not getting a lot of people to talk about their groups i'd like to bring it back and redirect the conversation to talking about civil rights instead of these other other groups that we're not associated with okay well a couple of things okay I, Absolutely. A couple of things. I run the show. Sure. Number one, I run the show. You answer the okay, questions, okay. I run the show. So, I understand that there was also an invite, and you said that you're honored to have me, so I am. treat me like you're honored to have me. I, I am, but let me tell you, it's changing fast. So okay. let's get right to it. 
Okay. Absolutely. Let's is, get right to it. What is your goal? What is the what is the end goal here by all the disruption? What are you hoping to achieve? Because this will happen. What do you mean will happen? The inland port is going to happen. So what do you hope well, to achieve? Well, that's the thing is we don't know that it's actually going to happen because these claims of economic growth are dubious since they don't even have plans or any sort of infrastructure set in place to even initiate any sort of plan. So I think that the, the notion that this will happen um, is one of arrogance and not based on any sort of evidence. Okay. that we can look back on and say, hey, this is going to happen. So you are operating from a stand, so that I'm clear, you're operating from a standpoint, and this is where the protests are, are coming from, is that you think you can stop this. Is that correct? We don't necessarily, I'm not going to say we think that we could stop this, but we definitely want the 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 stakeholders to understand that the public interest matters and that the capital interest of a few is not going to oversee the public and community um, desires and voice that we're representing. When you say capital interest, what does that mean? What do you say? What do you say? Money. I mean, okay. a lot of people stand to gain an, an exorbitant amount of money um, and that money does not do much to um, benefit the local communities. Uh, how could how how do you know that? Um, well, how many like a lot of development projects? Um, you have the developers that are coming from outside states or outside companies like Kennecott, for example. And the primary revenue that's generated from Kennecott goes back to the Netherlands and doesn't go back to Utah. So until we have some plans that are in black and white that meet the needs and the desires of the community, any sort of claims as to economic development, in our opinion, are dubious at best because there's no actual plans. There's no anything on paper to actually, or even like projections of what could be, just hypotheticals. Okay, well, first of all, I love that you use the word dubious. I thought I was the only one that did that, so props to you. Second, <laughs> Thank you. Second, uh, would you not say that employing Utahns is an economic benefit? Well, that's the thing is it would depend on the type of jobs that you're talking about, and low-wage, heavy-labor jobs are not quality jobs that Utahns should be eager to have a burden upon their systems. That's and a lot the, of times up, these up, jobs... Hold up. Ahead. That's not what I asked. I asked, is... No, I don't think they would Utah's... be beneficial. No, okay. I, I don't think that the type of jobs would be beneficial to, to Utah as a whole. Uh, I said an economic benefit. Right. They, the economic benefit would not outweigh the community harm that it would do. Okay. Uh, this part of Utah is, do you have any idea, and maybe you can help me out here, do you have any idea how much money this parcel of Utah generates? Are there tourists that go into this area? to hide No, or the to... part of Utah that we're talking about is near the Salt Lake Dump and also near the new exp um where the, the new prison has been built. Okay, so, so it's it's not area that, but it does contain wetlands that are very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very important to not just Utah, but all of North and South America. Sure. And I, it's the destruction I, I, I of these that. wetlands, right, and if the destruction of these wetlands are to occur, it would absolutely, I mean, you're talking about ecosystems that could be harmed um, permanently. Okay. So you personally... Uh, you can you can answer for the group, or I, I suppose you can answer for yourself if you'd like. What is the number one reason for your personal anger towards this? Is it environmental, or is it is socioeconomic? What what is what is the number one thing driving this this venom for you? 
Um, I would have to say it's a triple fold um, thing for me. It's community welfare and the fact that we already have really unclean air that we can't seem to medicate already. Um, it's one, not exploiting communities of color and marginalized communities further. And then it's third, um, the economic interests and not um, perpetuating um, environmental racism. All right. So how is this, how is this exploiting minorities? Oftentimes, especially, well, the first off, the area that we're talking about is Rose Park in the West Side, which is known um, for people, for being people of color, predominantly Latinx, refugee um, uh, uh, populations that are out there. And that's the, that area of Salt Lake that would be affected. And so with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold on, hold um, on you're not seeing this in avenues. Hold on, hold on a sec. I have a lot of white friends that live in Rose Park. Right, but the predominant um, population in Rose Park, if you take a, a recent demographic study, is that that, that community is predominantly made up so you're, of Latino and black. It, so that's not some sort of racial stereotyping that you're doing there without knowing you're doing it, right? Um, it's not a racial stereotype. Okay. The numbers the, the numbers reflect that the school um, enrollment population reflects it. So these aren't just things that we're just spouting out because we want to... Um, I'm just trying to keep you honest, Michelle. That's all I'm trying absolutely. to do. As a Latinx member of the community, I know my community. Okay. I, but good for you. So uh, tell me your ideal world. What happens here? How does this, how does this all play out? What happens? In an ideal world, um, all of the stakeholders that are involved in this project would come to the table with full transparency um, and good faith to discuss something that's equitable for all parties involved. Can, can you do that if you're melting down every meeting? Um, the thing is, if you're not going to listen to somebody, this is the response that you're going how to can, get. How can you listen to a massive group of people that are melting down a meeting? How is that possible well, to do that? Here's the thing. This was not a meltdown of a meeting. And, and that's, you know, these in, artificially inflammatory characterizations of the outcomes of these things. I'm sorry. And I hit so, that button by mistake. I, I, I got I to be honest. That sounds like you're melting down a meeting. <laughs> no, that was the Chamber of Commerce building, and I personally wasn't at the Chamber of Commerce meeting, but I was there yesterday, and what set off the closure of that meeting was a simple request for an extra chair. We came there ready to discuss civilly. Um, there was members of Elders Rising that were there. There was also members of environmental groups that the Audubon Society that were there, and they still chose to close down their meeting when we wanted to come to the table peacefully. Michelle McKee, you are a brave, brave person. That's what I'm told. And I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll see you later. My pleasure. All right, Thank there you. she goes. Okay. Let the record show. Let the record show I used good manners. Let the record show I held my tongue. Let the record show... 
that I should get I should get a gold star up in heaven for not going absolutely crazy during that interview. You can all commend me. You can pat me on the back when you call in just a couple of minutes. 888-570-X69. That's 888-455-3669. NMLS number 3304. Not all loans apply. Equal housing lender. With a name like Chunga, you either become a radio star, guest hosting for Rod Arquette, or you open up some chain restaurant that serves up like a Tex-Mex dish. I don't know, every time I hear Chunga, I think of food. Ladies and gentlemen, filling in for Rod, Jimmy Chunga. This is what I think. Every time you think of Chunga, you think of patience. That's what you think. It's what I think. It's what I hope you think, anyway. So, if you're just joining us, we had Michelle McKee on the show, spokesperson for Civil Riot. I was reprimanded for not using gender unspecific language. And then she said a bunch of crazy stuff, and then I bit my tongue, and then we hung up. And now I want to know what you think about it. So, give us a call, 1-888-570-8010. And yeah, I mean, as much as I would have loved to just absolutely barbecued this kid, you can't do that for the sake of discussion, right? It's now your turn. So, so I and and again, if you agree with her, I first of all, I don't believe anyone's out there that does. But if there is, I want you to call us right now and tell us all how we're wrong and how Michelle is right. One eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero. Let's go to the phones, shall we? Chad in Magna has been waiting for a very long time. Chad, welcome to the show. I'm listening. Hey, Chunga, how you doing today there, bro? Really Thanks good. For taking my call. Sure, sure. So tell me what you think. So I will give my commentary, and then I want to hear your commentary afterwards. <laughs> so, okay, all right. I know, I know that you are just chomping at the bit, brother. I, I anyway, had to, I had so. to hang back. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, oh, so no, talk to me, brother. I, I could sense, I can sense your mind energy. Anyway, <laughs> so, so I, the, the, the first thing I want to. Okay, this girl is obviously a granola-eating, crystal-gazing liberal. Oh, oh yeah, very much so. Very much okay. so. Okay, yeah. all right. I don't but know about granola-eating, though. I have to be honest with you. I don't think there's a lot of granola going into that pie hole. i got to be honest. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, but I want to know how come it's perceived as racist to want to bring uh, several organizations, large crunking companies and this kind of thing, yep. to give good-paying jobs in some cases, how is it racist or perceived as taking advantage it's not, of it's not. disaffected and disenfranchised people to offer them a job? We're, we're giving everyone a chance to, to work. That's all it is. It's not racist. Exactly. I don't know how. I don't even know how you can possibly think that's racist at all. But somehow exactly. they found and a way. You and I are on the same page. But one thing, why are all these liberals just like, Always playing the victim. I'm the victim. Anyway, Mr. Chunga, yep, yep. you've been kicking some serious butt this week, and Thank you, you have Chad. a good day, sir. Thank I just you. will wait for your commentary. I, I appreciate it. Well, number one, it is victim mentality. It is victim mentality that has run right off the rails, and uh, I, I guess the, the inland port is something to protest because there's not really a whole lot of anything else to protest in Salt Lake City. I mean, Look Look at how far Salt Lake City, if you are a liberal individual, if you are someone who is left-leaning, look how progressive Salt Lake City has become. 
There is no reason to protest anything if you are a left-leaning individual in Salt Lake City. We have the first openly gay mayor in Salt Lake's history who also happened to be female happening in Salt Lake City. They're running out of things to get mad at. That's really what I think a whole bunch of this is. They don't have anything else to... I almost swore. My goodness. Man. Anyway, Chad... Thank you. Okay, let's. Uh, the phones are going absolutely crazy. Of course, let's talk to Jason in Orem. Jason, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank, thanks, Chunga. Yeah. Um, my condolences for dealing with the left wing loony <laughs> lady. We we dealt with them together, Jason. You were in the trenches with me. However, um, I do have to correct some some things here because, yeah. as a conservative, as an independent thinker. I'm against the, the inland port. It's okay. It's not the it's not the typical port that that that's described. Okay. Um. Well, it's it's the type of port that the state of Utah wants to negotiate trade with foreign nations, which which makes the legislation illegal and un, unconstitutional because only Congress can conduct trade with foreign nations. Jason, listen, but, I've got I've got to be honest with you, man. Well, I think you just so bent my brain. I didn't understand me, any of that, Jason. Let me, let me wrap it up. Let me okay. wrap it up. Those, those lots of information, but they are already funding it with the school bonds from this last year's election and the years before that, as well as expanding it to 10 other counties. And 80% of our gas tax money is going to fund it. All right. I got you, Jason. I, you know, kudos to you. You are so much smarter than me. I'm afraid you're going to spin right off this planet, brother. Thank you so much for calling the show. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, 620 to 24-7 comedy on the iHeartRadio app. It's that easy, people. iHeartRadio. Give me back my freedom. Give me back my land. Give me back my money. I want to be The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. That was almost on beat. Give me back my non-gender specific bathroom. Yeah. Well, things have gone completely sideways here at the last hour of the show. It's Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. We had a bunch of people on hold. A lot of them went, ah, we're in commercials. We'll call back. So I'm hoping you're going to give us a call back. 1-888-570-8010. Pound 250 on your smartphone. Yell, hey, Rod. And you're good to go. Talking about this inland port thing and have the uh, spokesperson, Michelle McKee, who I am very glad decided to be on the show. Uh, spokesperson for Civil Riot, I, who is insane. But I'm still very glad she was on the show. Uh, let's go to the phones. Joe from Salt Lake City. Hey, Joe, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Chang. I'm enjoying your show. Thank uh, you. A couple of points I wanted to uh, I wanted to make. Yeah. I'll try to be brief and succinct. Sure. Uh, the first one, I'm a little disappointed you did not challenge Michelle on the name. They're Civil Riot, and she's saying they're nonviolent, but they're actually signaling through the name riot. Oh, I know. I, I don't think that it was too easy. It was but... too easy. That's why I didn't. And I knew, I knew, okay. Joe. If I would have gone that route, it would have, it would have degenerated. I accidentally called her a woman. 
and it almost degenerated into chaos. So I knew that if I would have... Well, that's my second point. Yeah. My second point is all these non-gender-specific people who are challenging the language of gender, um, does that mean that we now have to go through and make state laws that outlaw Spanish and all Latin-based languages because everything has a gender in those languages? Yeah. So is it hate speech to speak in Spanish or Italian or French? I would, I would love to watch one of these people speak French or speak Spanish and just watch their brain just melt. It would be, I, I'm yeah, with you, you, Joe. Can't do it. That would be, that would be okay. so awesome if that were to take place. Now, where are you with this inland port thing? You know what? It, business is good and the bringing jobs to, to people. I have three kids of my own. Um, you know what? It, as long as we're following the laws and, and I, I believe that we do have good representatives and one of the best run states, if not the best run state in the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and that land out there is a stinking pothole. Yeah. Well, see, that's so, my argument. It's not like we're taking Sugar House Park and turning it into an inland port. It's not like it's not like we're taking the old 49th Street Galleria and turning it into an inline port or inland port. No, the thing it, it's, it's like dog farts out there. It's, it's out of it's a, by the so, dump in the prison. Well, this is a perfect yes. place for it, right? 20,000 acres Absolutely. of nothing out there. I'm with you. Yeah. All right, Joe. Thank you for calling the show. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, listen, I think we've, uh, you know, I think we, I, I, I don't want to belabor the craziness. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make it worse. You know, they're never going to accomplish anything doing that. that. That, and see, that's, I think to me, that is the thing that's the most frustrating is that, yeah, protesting is uh, an American right. Protesting is in the fiber. Just like the nation was founded with a gun, the nation was also founded with a protest. And I think that's fantastic. I really do. The right to protest. However, this, this right here, that's, that's never going to get you anywhere. That's going to get you no, nowhere. That, that accomplishes absolutely nothing. So uh, I would encourage, I would encourage my friends on the left to find a more productive way of getting your point across and, 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 and getting yourself heard. That's the end of my lecture. That's it. I'm done. So listen, when we come back, we, do we still have time? Do we have time to talk to Ira Melman? Yeah, let's talk to Ira Melman. Uh, this is, we're going to shift gears here uh, just for a minute. I want to talk to Ira Melman. He is with the Federation for American Immigration Reform, and he is actually on the ground in McAllen, Texas. He is actually at the immigrant uh, processing center that's run by the Border Patrol, the one that is so controversial where the people are in cages and they're eating their own filth and everything else. And I want to find out if this is true. He's actually there. So we're going to talk with him at 800-970-5932. That's 800-970-5932. Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. What's up? It's Chunga filling in for Rodarket. And hoping I've got him on the line, we're going to go out to the border. McAllen, Texas, we're going to find out what conditions are like in the largest border processing facility in the country. We have Ira Melman. He's standing by Federation for American Immigration Reform. Uh, Ira, I listen, let's get right to it. Are there any other places that are more of a tinderbox with relation to this issue than McAllen, Texas? Uh, no, th- th- this particular sector of the border has about 40% of the apprehensions taking place now. Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, 
Yeah, so th- this really is ground zero. This is where the people are coming across the border in the largest numbers. So you've been, how long have you been there, first of all? Been down here for two days. And have you tour, Have you been on a tour of the uh, border facilities there? Yes, we have. We met with the Border Patrol uh, chief here in the area. Uh, then we toured both the medical facilities where people who come across with communicable diseases are, are being held, uh, uh-huh. and then the general holding facility where the majority of the population uh, is being held while they're being processed and waiting to be released into the country. Okay, well, I'm sure you've heard. I'm, I'm sure you've heard all of it. Uh, the, the, the horrible, the, the terrifying conditions that are, that are in, these, uh, in these border patrol detention facilities. What are they actually called? They're called the, uh, the processing centers or something like that, right? Yes, the central processing center is the big one, and then they have the medical facility for those uh, that need, obviously, extra medical attention. Uh-huh. And, and look, I mean, you're not going to go in there and say, gee, I'd like to spend some time here. It's yeah. not the Ritz. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it is not the horrible places that are being portrayed in the media. Well, that's where uh, I was going. The, yeah, well, I was going yeah. because I it's it sounds like I mean I've heard it referred to as a concentration camp. It, it, it is nothing like a concentration camp. For the first of all, uh, the majority of people, the overwhelming majority of people, are out of there within forty eight hours. Uh, oh, really? Said the average the average processing time for an unaccompanied minor is twenty five hours. Uh, for families with children uh, where there are adults involved, it's about 44 hours. So within two days, the people are out of these facilities. Uh, you know, they're, as I said, it, it's not a luxurious place. It's sure. basically a big warehouse about the size of your average Costco. Okay. Uh, it's got these various holding pens uh, with chain link fences around them mm-hmm. uh, that segregate the, the men from the women, the older children from the younger children. And these uh, are the, these know, are the are, cages that everyone is referring to, right? Yeah, and, and okay. you know they are they're, they're chain link fences. Uh, again, I mean it's not pretty, but th- there's a reason for this. You cannot have everybody mingling together. You've got men and women. You've got uh, you know teenage children. You've got young people, women mostly with yeah. young children. Uh, and they have to be able to segregate them they have to be for safe. their own safety. Yeah, they have to be right. safe. They have to be protected. I, I totally get this. So you would say everyone is, is talking about, so that I'm clear, these are not horrific conditions. They're not, they're these, not these, terrifying conditions. No. Uh, you know, this is for the first time in probably a long time, these people are actually safe. Uh, okay. They don't have to worry about the criminal cartels. Uh, you know, the Border Patrol tells us, that about 30% of the women coming into the facility have been raped along the way to the United States. Wow, so, 30%? You know, 30% of the women have been raped along the way. Holy cow. And again, yeah, uh, so, you know, the the Border Patrol is really the first group of people who are treating these people with respect and dignity. And you really do see it. Uh, you know, you see the folks out there who are uh, trying to deal with this huge population uh, that they have in these detention facilities. Yeah. And it's not just the Border Patrol. You have uh, people from our armed uh, forces. There were Army personnel in there. There were Coast Guard personnel in there uh, yeah. pitching in to help, you know, with these families, with these children, uh, trying to get people, you know, what they need. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in addition to the, you know, to the uh, pens where people are being held, uh, you've got all the facilities that people need. You've got clothing, you've got blankets, you've got uh, unlimited snacks. Everything. Oh, wow. The okay. For the Border Patrol, it's, it, 
the food bill alone is costing them about $100,000 a month. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt it. And for most of these people, they probably haven't had food in several days, right? Yeah. I, you know, they, they come in, the first thing they're given are something to drink, uh, snacks. Uh, they're, they're fed meals. I mean, I'm sure, again, it's not, you know, five-star uh, cuisine, but it is yeah. enough to keep them nourished uh, mm. until they're out. Uh, this Border Patrol is dealing with a crisis that Congress made. They're doing it the best they can possibly be doing it yeah. uh, with great humanitarianism. Uh, you can see it in their faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet they are the ones being called, you know, stormtroopers, being compared to Nazis. Oh, horrible, horrible uh, things. Yeah. Really, really horrible yeah, the, things. And, and, you know, by the in many cases, by the people who have created the problem in the first place. So we're talking to Ira Melman, who is the media director for the Federation for America Immigration Reform. He is actually in McAllen, Texas, at the Border Patrol uh, Processing Center. And this is the largest processing center in the United States. This is where 40% of all of the migrants are going. What type of migrants are being apprehended in this area in terms of demographics? Do you have those kind of breakdowns? I, I don't. Have, the vast majority are from Central America. Okay. But they showed us a list of the various countries. You know, okay. there must be about fifty or sixty countries where they have people uh, who are being apprehended, and yeah. you know, they also break them down by you know, the, you have um, one holding pen, for instance, women who had come to the border on their own and been deported, now coming back with young children because now they will get into the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have men coming with children. A year ago, 1% of the male illegal aliens had a child in tow. Now 49% Oh, my gosh. Children. Oh, my uh, gosh. So you, you see the abuse of children taking place. Right. Congress is aware of this, and they're not doing anything about it. Okay, so what can be done to improve the situation down there? What, in your opinion, what needs to, be, what needs to happen? Well, I'll give you the opinion of the Border Patrol because they're the ones that are dealing with this on a daily basis. Yeah, that's great. That's Uh, great. What they say is, number one, Congress needs to tighten up the regulations on political asylum. That, you know, right now anybody can come and say I have a credible fear of returning home, and they know that they are going to be put into the system, that there are about a million cases that are backlogged, and that it's going to take years. In the meantime, they will be into the country. In most cases, they're going to disappear. Uh, the second thing is that Congress needs to overrule a single federal judge who said we can't detain families with children for more than 20 days. That okay. is what is directly responsible for the surge of uh, adults with children. And, and by the way, about 40 percent of the uh, so-called families that they're apprehending are not really families. The kids don't actually belong to the adults uh, but in any case, what we are doing is encouraging people to abuse children, yeah. and that should never happen. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So you're going to be there for how long? Uh, we're going back tomorrow. Uh, uh-huh. But, you know, it, one day you see, you know, you can see. You can see it in a day. Enough. Yeah, you can, you, can feel, you can see what needs to be seen in a day. Uh, and, and look, I mean, you, you can't walk into these facilities without having empathy for the people who are trying to get here. Sure, But at sure. the same time. Uh, you, you cannot condone people breaking our laws. You have to understand that we can't have a system that says to everybody that if you get to the border of the United States, we're going to let you in. It is simply untenable. Yeah, thank you very much, Ira. There at the border, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, that's pretty much closing out the show today. I want to thank everyone 
uh, who called in. First of all, I want to thank Michelle McKee from Civil Riot for being on the show, Michael Hammond of the Gun Owners of America, and Mark Krikorkian, of course, everyone that was on the show tomorrow. We're going to have some fun tomorrow with Kenny D, is who we call him. He's a film critic and Utah Film Critics Association. He's a podcast host at Bacon Sale and Radio Ronan. And he's going to be on the show tomorrow to talk about a Hollywood Reporter article that came out that says, Republicans don't go to movies as much as Democrats. How they would know this, I, I mean, how they would truly know this, I'm not really sure. But we're going to talk movies. We're going to talk demographics and who goes to movies with one Kent C. Dunn. We call him Kennedy. He's coming up tomorrow. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Rod Arquette is back on Monday. And again, I can't thank you enough for letting me join you for the week. This is Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.